You're listening to the Alternative Stories and Fake Realities podcast. As the coronavirus crisis deepens, and most of us are severely restricted in terms of our ability to work and travel, we're doing a special edition, looking at the ways in which creative people can react and respond to this new world. Our guests will talk about the ways in which the crisis has affected them, what it has meant for their ability to work and generate income, and the ways in which they can respond to the crisis through art. We're featuring an actor, a musician, and a writer and blogger in this edition. All of these individuals are established professionals in their fields, but we hope their insight will help everyone from fellow professionals to hobbyists to keep going through the crisis. We also hope you'll hear from these individuals that it remains important for us as consumers of the art and services they produce to keep buying their products to ensure their income can be maintained. We'll be posting links to web pages and social media of each of our contributors in our show notes and on social media. So please check them out to find out more about each of them. Our first contributor is British actress Jade Matthews. Hi, my name is Jade Matthew and I'm an actor, voiceover artist and director from London. As an actor, I've appeared in TV shows such as EastEnders and Shakespeare and Hathaway for the BBC, Channel 4's Pure and HBO's My Dinner with Hervé. My thoughts about this strange period we're living in, just like everyone, are so mixed. I've been going through a huge range of emotions daily, but I do think it's more important than ever for us to try and stay focused and look after yourself mentally as well as physically. Despite how stressful and uncertain the past few weeks have been, it's really important that we remember that we've been given a moment. We've been given some space to regroup with ourselves and refocus. And so if you are well and you're able to use this time to your advantage, then make the most of it. Maybe you want to work on that script you've been talking about for years. Or you want to make some home movies. Anyone can shoot a film now on their iPhone. I've been doing some voiceover work from home. I built a home studio last year and just taught myself to edit from YouTube videos. You can learn anything on YouTube now. Or you could do an online course. And there are so many directors, casting directors, writers and teachers doing online seminars and talks you could watch. Keep learning and keep busy. One rule I myself really try and live by is just to do at least one thing towards my career every day. No matter how big or small that is, it could literally just be send one email if you're having a bad day. But just do one thing, and I really believe that those tiny stepping stones will always lead you somewhere. You don't always need to aim high for huge results that seem really unattainable. Just focus on the next small step. Short-term goals and consistency make a massive difference. Everyone is feeling the same way right now. We are all isolated, we're apprehensive about the future, and so staying connected and reaching out if you need to is really important. I've had so many people reaching out on social media. Now is a great time to connect with people. Say hi, ask questions, and build relationships. I think just seeing how much people are supporting each other and seeing the love and solidarity coming out of this is such a nice positive and that's really beautiful to see. I think also keeping a routine going is really important. To be honest, the number one thing that we should all be prioritising right now is our mental health and our self-care. 
So trying to make sure that you do get out of the house every day, either a walk or a run. For me, I've been learning breath work and meditation because I get quite anxious and it just helps keep me in a good headspace. I find it virtually impossible to be creative if I'm in a really bad place mentally and so that is crucial. I saw a tweet the other day that said Shakespeare wrote King Lear while he was in quarantine from the plague and I was like, oh my god, that's a lot of pressure. We don't need that kind of pressure right now when we're all struggling. But I do think that we can be strategic and use this time to have a bit of time out, have a break from normal life and reflect, plan, keep creative, keep connecting. Whatever it is that you've not had the time to do that you've been saying that you're going to do, just start working on it. Maybe 20 minutes a day and maybe in a few weeks, five hours a day. But just trying to stay motivated and inspired in whatever way works for you. And if you can't, that's okay too. But prioritise your self-care, prioritise your happiness, and that will be the key to getting through this. Stay creative, and then when we do come out of the other side of this, we will have grown and changed for the better. I hope you all stay safe, stay inside, stay hydrated, and please look after yourselves. We will get through this. John Spires is a British folk musician best known for being part of the band Bellowhead. Hi there, my name's John Spires and uh, I'm a folk musician. I play the squeeze box. Uh, most people will know me, if they do know me at all, from playing with Bellowhead. That's probably the biggest project I've ever been involved with, but I've played it for played folk music for 20 years odd. It's been my life. Um, and I've been in duos with John Bowden. Um, I played in the Eliza Carthy band. Um, and uh, currently I'm working with uh, in a duo with Peter Knight, who's the old fiddle player from Steel Ice Band. And I also play with a lovely singer called Jackie Oates. And we both, both of those um, uh, projects, we had the Gig Spanner Big Band, which is Peter's large band project, that had an album launch due out uh, on April the 10th. And uh, before that, I was going to be doing some gigs with Jackie uh, that involved um, another recording that we made called Needle Pin, Needle Pin. And uh, yeah, so uh, all of that's been cancelled. Um, we were on tour until about a week and a half ago, and, and it kind of it dawned on us, actually, because uh, Peter Knight, who I was playing duo gigs with at the time, lived in France and he got home on the last ferry before they locked it down. Um, uh, so we had to cancel the last three dates of that tour. And we're lucky to have got some touring in before it happened. I hope to goodness it, it didn't um, account for any extra spread of this horrendous virus. But uh, we're living in different times now. We're at home Um and that's not what we do as musicians, it's certainly not how we earn our money. We earn our money from, from live concerts primarily. Um, the recording industry is in such a state where we literally don't make money off CDs unless we sell them ourselves at the concerts or through our websites. So that's one thing we are still allowed to do. You can buy um, our CDs uh, online. Uh, so all artists, any artist that you like, um, if you buy the CD from them or the download directly from their website, then all or most of that money is going to them. 
the way that the people consume their music today uh it's nothing short of theft really um spotify that i mean i've seen my <laughs> i'm in a minority form of music i realize that but spotify is geared up to pay people that are worldwide on the radio 100 percent of the time and in minority music we're not um but the, the amount of money we get from spotify is tiny and that, i've looked at my figures for some of the things i've got rights to um it, it's def- please if you can buy the music directly from the artist it makes a massive difference and it could mean the difference between us carrying on being able to do this um uh, especially when we're not able to make money from live uh, live gigs but what it has done is it's focused minds on the new technologies that do a- enable us to to connect with people so i've certainly upped the ante on the old youtube channel um i've uh, been putting in uh, a video a day approximately and uh, trying collaboration so what we can do is we can also collaborate with other artists it's very rare that we're all at home but we're all at home at the moment we everyone is um so people are recording videos of themselves and then uh, sending them via email and then someone's recording themselves playing with that so you don't only get a, a remotely recorded track you also get a remotely recorded video which you can do sp- split screen and it's created some really interesting stuff for people to look at now all that's very good and well but uh, you can't make much money out of just having a video on youtube i mean people are trying to grow their channels at an exponential rate and it's uh, we're all doing it at the same time so if you can any artists out there on youtube that you like and you don't subscribe to their channel go and subscribe to their channel because it'll help them you have to have at least a thousand um people subscribe to your channel to make to put adverts on it and monetize the channel but really realistically youtube's going to be a very small part of income stream for artists what you can do is um so well we're going to see what happens with live streaming events and, and paid for live streaming events um i'm the jury's still out on whether that's going to replace a ticket sale because let's face it watching something on a screen isn't you're not getting as much value as a customer and so we're relying on the goodwill of people and i don't know how long that's going to hold out for that's going to be very interesting but i have taken on some work as well the alternative stories and fake realities podcast has very kindly given me a commission to do which i'm in the middle of at the moment i've written the music um just attempting to put it all together it's um uh, for one of their stories about uh, the Scottish myth of the Selkie, which is a half seal, half human. And um, the, the, we know from folk music a lot of stuff about Selkies uh, from the Scottish traditional songs. And so I've used the melody of um, the, the great Selkie of Sewell Skerry from Orkney um, uh, as the basis for the piece. And um, yeah, so... That, there is there is things we can do there are there are things we can do out there and uh, by jingo we're going to do them but uh, it's going to be an interesting new world stay safe everyone our final guest is los angeles based writer blogger and podcaster christina castaneda known online as Savvy Creative Christina. Hello and welcome. I'm Christina Castaneda, the host of the Savvy Creative Podcast, where we feature 
indie authors, filmmakers, and journalists. And I'm also the founder of the Savvy Creative Academy, where we help people prepare for their podcast guest appearance and creating other forms of media. I'm a writer too, working on my debut novel, and you can follow me on Instagram at Savvy Creative Christina or check out our courses and other offerings at SavvyCreativeAcademy.com. As I'm writing today, I'm procrastinating. Like most writers right now, we have all the time in the world. We have our laptop. Some of us aren't even really paying attention to our jobs because working from home Yeah, we're doing our work in a few hours and then not doing much else the rest of the day. And thinking that doing other things and procrastinating will somehow channel the muses and writing gods to help me fill the blank page. And as I'm grazing the kitchen, I'm thinking of what I'll make for dinner. The bag of potatoes on the table. It's part of this big pile of groceries that I bought just filling my cart endlessly, trying to get whatever is left on the shelves because, yes, I gave in to the mass hysteria and panic. And now my potatoes have spuds growing out of them. As I try to touch them to see if they're still ripe enough to cook, I can feel the soft spots knowing that they're about to go bad. And I'm so upset with myself because I know better than this. I'm a single mother, and years ago... Potatoes were not something I could waste like this. I would have never let the spuds grow. I would have used every bit I could. And that's when I realized how much waste panic is really going to leave if I keep letting it get to me. Now, my mother's a hoarder, like what you see on television. Boxes from floor to ceiling, you have to inch through the house, and she just keeps grabbing what she can find and shopping because she can't control herself. But ironically, she thinks that buying and hoarding is what keeps her in control when it really doesn't. And through all the panic that we're seeing here, it's a very similar behavior. Now, after surviving all these years of single motherhood, I never thought that those nights of starvation, living in dangerous neighborhoods and having to live on very little, having to stay home with kids, having to disinfect all the surfaces, I did not ever think years later, that that was going to be what was going to prepare me for this outbreak. I always remember the talks that I had to have with my kids, rationing food like it was World War II, not letting them eat more than their portion or have seconds. I remember having to have a talk with them about what a gunshot sounds like and what to do when they hear one having to tell them to get down on the floor, stay away from the windows, and get to the back of the room that doesn't face the street, ideally a bathroom where there's no windows, and to grab any object we can, having baseball bats by the door. And I would be so angry thinking, other parents don't have to have this conversation with their kids, but I do. Why did it have to be me? Why did it have to be our family? And as I was going through this, all I kept thinking to myself was, This will clear and this will pass. I've just got to get through today. (laughs) I just want to make it through today. Now, people close to us are going to start being affected. That sore throat, 
It could turn into something worse or it could not. Going out might be a risk today and it might not tomorrow. And having to stay indoors for a whole nother month, it just seems overwhelming. Like we want to lie on the floor and cry. And while information changes and laws and restrictions and all those things will change day to day, the sun still goes up and the sun still goes down and the clock keeps ticking. So from sun up to sundown, you take this panic and this mess and all the dangers out there, you survive them the same way you would survive single motherhood or financial troubles or health issues. You take it a day at a time. Between sunup and sundown, you make each day the healthiest you can be, the most productive you can be, the strongest you can be, the most loving you can be, and the most brilliant words or non-brilliant words that you can write, rewrite, edit, cut, whatever it is that you are working on, and you show up and do it. And then when the sun goes down, you tell yourself that you're going to do the same thing tomorrow and the next day and the next day, and soon this will pass. And you will look back after this, and these things won't matter anymore. Masks, disinfectant, Purell, toilet paper, all those things will not matter in a few months from now. Things will be different. Don't get me wrong. Things are going to change, but they won't matter. But the words you decide to write today between sunup and sundown, they will matter. They will outlast. Now we live in interesting times. Toilet paper and Purell is just a start. And here in Los Angeles, when the streets are quiet, it means something. In the affluent neighborhoods, when the streets are quiet, sometimes it's normal and sometimes it's danger. In the rough neighborhoods, in the hood, when the streets are quiet, it's most likely dangerous. But the streets mean different things. And right now you are seeing streets that are just hauntingly still. Listen to that silence. Describe it. The stories will come. And here, when you see people under pressure and you watch them and you see the things that they do, you will see narcissists take off their masks. You will see heroes that you never expected come out and give to others in a beautiful and humane way. You will hear some of the best survival advice and you will witness people do almost superhuman things. Sometimes it may seem like miracles. Sometimes it could be serendipitous, but you will witness it. And because all these things are happening, all the details, all the moments, all the things that writers know how to capture with words. It is our responsibility to do that. It is our responsibility to show up and capture it every single day because the words and the stories are going to survive this virus. They're going to show the things that people are made of when they are put to the test and put under pressure. And nothing is ever more powerful than our words. You're creating scenes, you're creating moments that stay in people's minds. They're so vivid and real. You have to let that silence and that stillness that you have right now lead you into those stories. You have to allow people to be who they really are. And oh, sometimes it's not, 
Sometimes you're really shocked how bad they can be and how good they can be. But you have to let it come out. And you have to tell the truth about people. You have to tell the truth about this time. And just like those potatoes on the table, you know not to let precious writing time and precious words and moments or downloads or however it is that you get your inspiration and the stories, those scenes that you see in your head, don't let them go to waste. Those lines, those wisdoms, those, those moments where you think, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening and you need to write it down, don't let it go to waste. Because soon when all this doesn't matter and all this is past us, you will have the stories that tell the truth. You will have the stories that outlasted. We hope you found this special edition interesting, inspiring and thought-provoking. Please follow our guests on social media and on their YouTube and other channels and listen out for Jade and John in upcoming Alternative Stories podcasts. We hope to bring you more special edition podcasts during the COVID-19 crisis here on Alternative Stories and Fake Realities. So please follow us on social media and subscribe to the podcast to listen to all our previous content and hear new episodes as they are released. We produce audio drama, short fiction, and poetry. And we release our episodes on all major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. As you can hear, we are an Anglo-American podcast with writers, actors, and guests from both sides of the Atlantic. Thank you for listening. Our presenters today have been me, Kelly Winkler, and me, Annabelle Broad. <laughs>